Third World Cinema Club. Alright, uh, ano, um, I guess pag-usapan natin yung um, period ni Sir Peke. While he's making movies, he, he was also participating in um, yung Negros Film Workshops. Yeah, until the until I think 2010. Tapos... Oh, okay. Yes. Yung Negros ano, Summer Workshops, sinetap ni Peke nung early days of 1990, pinaplano na niya yan. Nagsishooting pa lang kami ng Cebu noon, yung Cebu series. Uh, binabanggit na, na, na niya sa amin. Kasi merong isang event sa, ano eh, sa Negros na nangyari noon. In honor ng Negros yung kanilang mga artist. So they brought them together. They gave them uh, wreath, uh, trophies, ganyan. Basta they were the artists for honor. Tapos nag-uusap-usap sila na what can we do to as as artists to contribute. As one of the ideas was, Peke, why don't you ano, uh, have workshops here? Ganyan. So Peke started thinking about it. Tapos sabi niya, we have enough resources. We have the human resources. So tignan natin. Sabi niya, I'll, uh, let's, I'll check out muna how many pledges I can get from the people from from our friends. So, yun, sina Tats Manahan to teach, uh, anong tinuro ni Tats? Uh, yeah. Anong ko, uh, Production designer yan si Tats. Oh, production design. Production design. Oh, yeah. She, she taught production design. Tapos, siyempre, si Don Escudero. Ganyan. Tapos, um, si Mario Tagiwalo for the acting exercises, for the acting workshops. So, ang dami na namin pledges from our ano, own resources pa lang. Uh, tapos, uh, kinausap ni Peter si Brother Gus Boker, uh, uh, Lasal Brother, uh, if they would host uh, an annual uh, summer workshop. Say, hey, go. Uh, we won't charge you anything. But in return, can we credit some of your... Uh, some of your workshops, which may be relevant to our mass communications program, uh, will you allow us to have it credited? Oh, of course. Siyempre, may malaking problema rin naman yon na built-in. Kasi, DepEd, uh, no? Para makredit, dapat may ano pa. Tatama ba ako, Teddy ko? Dapat may master's degree yung nagtuturo? I don't know about that. <laughs> I have no degree. Anyway, parang ganon. Ang daming dropout. Isa mga human resources namin na magtuturo, mahirap yata po i-credit yan, Brother Gus. Kasi yung, yung nagtuturo po niyan, taga-UP Diliman, pero uh, e, uh, electrical engineering po ang kinuha niyan, pero hindi po yan, wala po yan diploma. <laughs> mga ganon. Pero anyway, Natuloy din yun noong 1991 eventually. And it lasted for what? 20 years? Yes. Uh, more than 20. Huh? 20. 20 years. 20 years. For exactly 20 years. So, ang dami namin produkto na mga ano na ngayon, mga active sa dito, sa industriya natin sa uh, pelikula. Uh, proud na proud kami dyan. And it turned uh, Bacolod especially into naging ano siya eh, naging fertile ground for filmmakers in general. Na, ang daming naging product niyan. 
At saka proud na proud ako na halos lahat ng there was a time halos lahat ng product ng uh, art deck ng GMA Ilonggo. <laughs> lahat ng galing sa workshop namin kasi they received very very good training not only in in art direction in in being ano part of a production design team but we're prouder na natutun natutun natutunan nila sa work sa Negro Summer Workshop yung discipline eh. yung discipline and uh, yung ano ni Peke na be good be ano uh, be be the best of 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 what you're doing love what you're doing yung ano so ang laki ng contribution niyan Eh siyempre si Peke talaga yung inspiration nung, nung workshop na yan eh. Uh, siya yung example talaga ng discipline and... Uh, Professionalism. Uh, and experimenting and improvising. And playing. Yan ang mga natutunan namin dun eh. Yes. Oh. Yan. Um, I guess punta na tayo sa... Um, sa pag-usapan natin ng konti yung pinaka... For many people, yung pinaka-seminal film direct peke. Um, you may not be involved in the production, pero ayun, Oro Plata Mata. Um, could you tell us just a few words about um, what you thought of the film or if direct peke shared any stories with you? Yeah. Could you please share it with us? Oro was very, very difficult for peke to do. Lagi niyang, ano eh, lagi niyang kaawa yung producers niya eh. Mahirap kumuha ng pondo eh. Okay. Nung you know, I didn't. I don't know if he, if he was overspending or um. Basa hirap na hirap siya. At fortunately, yung kanyang yung, yung producer na nakasain sa kanya from Film Center. Remember, this is an IMB Marcos project. Ang executive producer si Charo Santos, no. Pero yung representative ni Charo Santos, buti na lang. This this fantastic girl, tagapisay din yun eh si. Isabel Sumayao, not my batch. I'm first batch. So, he cannot be my batch. Siguro, five batches lower. Si Isabel Sumayao, na naging assistant ni Armida for the longest time, long after that, siya yung ano, ni, tao ni Charo na naka-assign kay Peke. She would do everything para lang ano, mabibigay yung gusto ni Peke. Talaga, uh, she would lie to the accountants of ano, of of the ano, ano ba yun? Uh, ECP of the Experimental Cinema of the Philippines. Yeah, wala siyang pakialam. Basta wag niyong wag niyong bibitinin ng shooting ng Oro because we're seeing history in the making. Na-realize niya, Peke directing is awesome. Can you just imagine watching Uh, sorry. Nakikita ni nakikita naman na lahat ng tao eh. Uh, genius at work. Tapos pinapahirapan siya ng ECP sa pagkuha ng pondo. Kahit. Pero loko to si ano si Isabel. Ito outlaw talaga. Nagaanan siya, nag-authorize siya ng ginagamit niya yung papel na Meron ako noon eh, yung pinirmahan ni Amy. Walang nakasulat. Band paper, Office of the President, uh, Film Center, 
experimental cinema of the Philippines. Oh. Ano ba title ni Amy Sherman? Basta may pirma siya. In pen. In black pen. Pero pwede mo i-type kahit na anong gusto mo. Because I was holding a half rim of that when we were producing Mysterious at Uwa. Meron din nun si Isabel. So, at any one time, pwede siya mag-demand ng kahit na ano sa armed forces. Sa Air Force, ilang beses niyang pinalipad yung C-130 para magdala ng maliit na bagay sa Negros. Ganun. Ano siya? Uh, rebel. Criminal. Criminal si Isabel Sumayaw. In service of this great film, she knew it was going to be a great film. Um, ga- grabe. Grabe. Tapos, yung unlocking sabihin na natin magkano budget ng ano nung panahon na yun napakalaki na ng 5 million eh I, I think on record mas maliit pa sa 5 million ng budget ng Oro Plata Mata pero what you cannot uh, count what you cannot uh, and to figure out kung magkano contribution yung mga tao ng Bacolod especially the the rich yes who contributed not only their presence but their jewelry their antique clothes uh, lahat yan donated hindi naman nagbaya hindi naman ni-rent yung mga yan eh talagang pag-aari yan ng mga ano eh those are uh, heirloom uh, properties of the the old families of Pacolod talagang they they really supported the the project they really supported Peke ang laki ng contribution ng Bacolod community not only of the rich of course yung buong Bacolod community the the whole theater community of uh Bacolod was ano was uh, involved in in the making of Oro and it's interesting to note that while Peke was directing Oro Plata Mata I was not even in showbiz I was a production manager of this uh world executives digest that looks like readers digest but it's for businessmen that was mm-hmm. produced in the Philippines but was printed in Hong Kong hindi ako taga showbiz ako lang yung taong bahay dun sa dun sa compound nila Peke because that's where I was living pero lagi silang wala. Nasa Bacolod sila, nagsishoot ng oro. Ang madalas lang umuwi, si Jaime Fabricas, every now and then, kasi may program si ano, Metro Magazine yata yun. May program si Jaime that, uh, that he had to go back every week. Pero halos ako lang ang tao doon. Dahil sila Roy La Chica, sila Ronnie Lazaro, who, who used to live there, nagpunta lahat sa, uh, nagsishoot na sa shooting ng oro. And, uh, but I wasn't involved at all. Uh, hindi pa ako taga-showbiz noon. Y- yung Oro, ano yun eh, um, story by Direct Peke, yung sister niya, si Miss uh, Chita Castillo, tsaka si Mario Tagiwalo. And, si Mario. And this is actually based sa story ng family ni Direct Peke, ng mom niya. Yung, yung, yung story na yan, yung nangyari na, ang, ang original title ng Oro, sabi ni Direct Peke, was The Jungle Story. Mm-hmm. Yun ang unang original, yung title ng Oro. And uh, because, yun ang nga, from their ancestral homes, from their haciendas, they needed to go to the jungle na pinatayo nila sa mga, ano ano tawag, ano tawag dun kinaabo, nilakus, yung ano nila, inkargado, na pinatayo sa mga inkargado nila. So, yun, ang story ng Oro is based on Direct Peke's mom's uh, story during the war. So, yun. And, ako ay was grade 4 when it was shown and ano siya for adults only hindi kami makapasok ng sinihan i i only saw it nung naka-college na ako and kilala ko na si Direct Peke noon and for me talaga it's for me it's the best Pinoy movie talaga ganda sobra 
eh, kahit paulit-ulit mong panoorin, hindi ka talaga magsasawa. Sarap panoorin paulit-ulit yung yung ano, yung kahit kahit ang haba niya, okay lang. Yung talagang hindi ka magsasawa panoorin. For me, it's the best Pinoy film. Oro. Uh, Sir Teddy, kayo po, your thoughts on Oro Plata Mata? Yeah. Thank you for your question. Because I was there during the first, very, very first screening of Oro Plata Mata at the Manila Film Center. No? Yung, yung first public screening, na, na hindi siya talagang public lah, talagang preview pa siya. The film was three and a half hours. Ngayon ba yung, yung cut ngayon is three and a half hours ba? I think yung rest Yes, so three, three and a half. Yes. Fifteen minutes yata, Ted. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, yeah. Teddy, that was that's it until now. Until oh, now. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. And I remember, uh, this were ano, no, film buffs na nandu no. Uh, and I, I remember, no? Hindi pa public screening ito, ha? just ECP screening, uh, a kind of a preview. People were just odd, no. God, I mean, can we've never done this kind of film? Mm-hmm. kaya natin yung ganyang classic scale no it, it was it had an epic quality I and mean, i think up to now it stands no it has, it has stood the, the test of time imagine na panoon namin yan 19 yung first yung 80. first 82, 82 no 83 no? 83 huh? no 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 no, no? I, i remember it was december 82 or january 83 kasi it was in the manila international film festival eh january 83 no So December 9 December 82 pinalabas siya. Yeah, the private private screening lang sa para sa amin lang. because I was at ECP also I was doing another project. No? Nandoon ka pala. <laughs> yeah, I I organized I I was part of the Jerry De Leon retrospective which was you know, organized by ECP because he was just uh, proclaimed a recent national artist. We were odd, no? We were also odd and dami mga film buffs diyan eh, you know, uh, I can name Lanjesin Ekpagnot and this way. There was uh, there were one or two manonores and all that. Really, we were we were we were so. I mean, it's not impressed. It's, we were odd, no. And may complaint lang yung sa ending na yung sa sa third sa last part ang haba haba, no. Puro putokan na ganon. Uh, but you know, but but it has to the test of time. It's 1982 yan. It's now 2020. Wow. So I think the verdict is 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 you know it's, it's a real Filipino film classic we can all be proud of. Um, yes. I also want to cite I also made one one contribution to Oro not not in the film production, no. But uh, I remember Isabel Sumayo. I've met her, no. I, we were yeah. because we were walking along the halls there in uh, in the offices of ECP, which were at the, which were at PICC. Nanjan yung mga opisina ng ECP. Isabel, nakilala mo. And and one time Isabel just no no where you know we were just acquaintances no hindi naman good friends kami or what. Ah, sino ko yung pwede magdesign ng ano poster ng Foro Plata caga Himala. So I recommended to people I knew you know, who were good friends. I said, well, there's Cesar Hernando and there's Rick Dolatamo. So kinontak kilala naman ni Isabel yung dalawa kinontak niya, niya. So Cesar went on to design ano uh, the poster of Himala. And Victor Lutavo designed the poster of Oro Plata Mata. Mm. So even the poster has become very iconic, no? The, the key art for Oro Plata. See, two of the best. Uh, both of them passed away last year, by the way. Uh, two of the best, number one and number two 
film poster designer of uh, Philippine movies. Yan. <laughs> One more piece of ano about Oro, really interesting, is the final edit, director's cut, was five and a half hours. Oh my God, everybody wished that there's a an extant version of that. Diba, Teddy? Sayang. Anyway, when it was five and a half hours, pinanood ng ano, pinanood nila. Nandun si Isma. Sabi ni Isma, Peke, you cannot... You cannot release that. Hindi pa uso si Kidla Tahimik nun. Si Ishma actually kicked Peke out of the editing room. Don't, ano, leave me with Jess, Navarro. You're too in love with your scenes. You're too in love with some scenes. They're not needed. Ganyan si Bernie. Get out. So, Bernal actually had a big part in cutting it down to three hours and something. Uh, because it's true. It happened to us. It it happens to all directors. You fall in love with certain you know, scenes for many reasons. Ako, the, the, the most common reason being, alang niya, hirap na, hirap pa kong ishoot yung lintek na eksenang yan. Tapos itatapon ko lang. Yung ganun eh, nanghihinayang ka. Dahil naaalala mo kung anong ano, blood, sweat, and tears uh, it took to uh, shoot that scene for several days siguro. Tapos ilalaglag mo lang sa sahig ng editing room. No way. So it takes, uh, yung parang uh, an American would say you're too close to the project. Yung ganun. Pero same, same effect. So si Bernal helped cut down Uh, Oro into its present uh, length, uh, which uh, Peke was very thankful for because there were many shots that he didn't want to let go. That uh, in, in the final analysis, when pinanood mo, oh yeah, we didn't need that. We didn't need that. <laughs> so si Bernal threw it all away. Ayan. Uh, Sir Onat, your thoughts on Oro Plata Mata? Yeah, it's uh, my number one Galiaga film, ano, Oro Plata Mata. Actually, na-reject ako dyan sa Manila Film Center kasi I was in grade 3 nung sinama ko nung mga cousins ko. So, hindi kami nakapa- hindi ako nakapasok. Ano? So, dinala nala ako sa Harrison Plaza. Pero bumalik sila siguro after ng mga ilang days. They saw the film again. Tapos, uh, napanood ko na lang sa pelikula at lipunan. Yun nga lang, yung disjointed yung print niya. Yeah. So I follow it there. And ah, then, napunod mo yun. Yung baliktad yung ano, real 8 and 9. Yung real, yeah. Oh, yeah. direct, yeah. Sa pelikula at lipunan na, <laughs> doon ko na siya napanood. Ano? So, sa akin, parang napaka-proud. Proud ako sa Filipino after na mapanood ko talaga. And there was an applause sa lahat ng screening ng pelikula at lipunan. Kasi parang every year, pinoprogram siya ni Nick Diocampo noon. Eh. Every February. Laging kasali yan. Yeah. That's my thoughts on Oro Plata. Yeah. Ako, personally, parang may sinabi si Sir Teddy kanina na it, it, it still stands even today. Eh. And, yeah. Oh, yeah and, oh. and given recent events, kasi for me, yung, yung matagal ko na rin kasing napanood yung Oro Plata, for me, it's uh, how people deal with this parang collective life-changing event eh. Parang shared trauma eh, no? 
na may pinasok na ano on observations on class, yung mga burgess versus yung working class. Yeah. Yeah. In the time of war. In the time of war. And now, we're mm-hmm. fighting an invisible uh, with a war with an invisible enemy. Yeah. And oh. we're all experiencing this ano, this shared trauma. So, in the, the, in the meantime, you're falling in love. Yes. <laughs> Everything is happening to you. Yeah, kasi wala namang break yun kahit na may gera eh. Tuloy pa rin yun eh. Mga nak, oh, mga hormon, Hormones are always there. They yes. don't care if there's a war. Exactly. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, for me talaga, sobrang resonant pa rin itong pelikulang nito hanggang ngayon eh. Lalo na ngayon. Kasi parang ganun din yung nararanasan natin eh. May, 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 parang, may parang similarities kumbaga dun sa na experience natin. Yeah, just to add din ano, nung mapanood ko na yung first Shake, Rattle and Roll, doon ko lang na-remember na yung name ng filmmaker. Mm. Ang pronounce ang pag-pronounce ko pa nga noon was Pekwe. Pekwe. Nung <laughs> makita ko sa screen <laughs> during the last day. Sabi ko, pa, pa, parang familiar ka ako yung name. Oh, so, yeah. binalikan ko, he's the one pala who did Oro Plata Mata. Yeah. Yun. Yeah. Ayan. After, mga ka-club dyan, Third World Cinema Club, may comments ba kayo sa Oro Plata? Ikaw, Sis? Sa akin, ano, yun yung, ito na yata yung first na restored um, Peke Galiaga film na napanood ko. Oh, okay. uh, dati kasi napanood ko siya sa Cinema One, pero pangit yung copy nun. Hmm. So, buti na ni-restored yun na years later. Um, ang masasabi ko lang, very, maraming, ano, I, I I definitely agree kung ako siguro si Peke nun ayokong masayang lahat ng shinut ko. So I can only imagine how difficult it was to shoot. Um, pero if I have to pick one or two, or siguro one na lang, para sa akin, seminal point yung ginawa ni Joel Torre na scene na pula yung background at mm. kailangan niyang barilin si ano. Exactly. <laughs> so that was very, for me, napanood ko siya nung restored na version. Parang yun yung kumbaga turning point na ng buong kwento. So, yun. Kailangan niyang barilin si Kule Desma na hindi yes, mo po. maunawaan kung ano siya dun sa pelikula. Dahil, exactly. Dahil Kule Desma was one of the biggest victims. Siya, mm. yung, siya yung nahulog sa sahig ng editing room. Parang feeling ko nga po malaki yung storya niya sana. Parang dinialog na lang siya eh. Siya yung anak na kasi diba parang yung everyone's traumatized by the war and then may mga nare-rape ng mga anak ng mga sendero. And na-dialog yun na yung isang anak. Ano siya yun? Si Kule Desma yun. So siguro hindi na siya Siguro meron pang backstory yun na hindi natin nakita. Oh, no. <laughs> so, Sarino yung backstory nyo. Ganda. Parang dun. Bakit siya naka-gown? Bakit siya naka-debut, ano, debutant gown? At naglalakad sa gubat. Yung mga ganon. Ang galing din eh. So it turned out, uh, unintentional, on, on, ano, unintentional on Peke's part, that it became uh, a very mysterious factor in Oro Plata Mata that a lot of people always ask about. Ah, sin- ano ba talaga ang role ni Kule Desma? Ano nga po ba? Kasi naalala ko sa Q&A nung restore, restored version, may, may gustong mag-elaborate on that na parang akala nila si yung ano fantasy lang siya ng, ng buong kwento. Ganyan. So, um, 
ano siya, anak siya ng isang asyendero na ni-rape ng, ng, mga, ng mga tulisan. Kasi diba, si Shireen, ano din, kinidnap ng mga tulisan. She was raped by the tulisans. Kaya siya nandun sa bathhouse. Kinidnap rin siya, anak siya ng asyendero, kaya nasira ulo niya. Mm. It was in the dialogue. It was somewhere there, buried in the dialogue. Yeah, I forgot na which part. Akala ko multo siya, Joe. Parang ghost kasi. Napakaganda niya multo, in fairness. At ang galing niya mag-umarating multo. <laughs> Pero parang pwede rin siya i-interpret ano, as ano, eh, alaala ng, ng war. Eh. Isa sa remnants ng war. Ako, when I saw the film, uh, sorry, no? uh, when I saw the film no, for the first time, the Manila Film Center, and of course, there was the commercial screening later on, uh, with, with several cuts, by the way. Siyempre, hindi, nung, uh, nung 82, 83, hindi pa siya certified classic. So, it was interesting to hear about the comments. and ano. uh, I think I think kayo as young critics, you have to, you if you can find reviews written during that time, you can see that wala pang masyadong kasasabi na, oy classic ito. Oy, this is a great film. You know, you know. There were, of course, some. No? Uh, this is actually the situation also with many other Filipino films that have become classic now. You should, for example, yung Maynila sa Kuhunaliwanag, try to read the, the reviews that were current during its time, that were written when the film was still new. There, sa, there have been reviews that said, oh, this is not a very good film. Oh, man, ganon. Ako, I remember when we were watching it, after we watched it, we, we realized, marami ring references si Peke. No? We're not saying that uh, he copied from other filmmakers, but he was certainly inspired. No? And if you see, for example, the cotillion dance sequence in the mansion and all the, the gliding cameras, that was very, very much, uh, and Peke, I think, acknowledged that, uh, inspired by Michael Cimino's Heaven's Gate. <laughs> wow. Okay. Peke actually mentioned that. Eh. And, and then the, the burning of the city, you know, and then, well, they were leaving. No, that that was very much like the gun with the wind, no? Burning burning of Atlanta. Uh and and then the the the, the shots at the end, no, when the shootout at the end, no, daming ano, tapos may close up na may na splatter na ulo, may, ano. That was very very much some pecking pa. Yeah. So si Peke, you can see that Peke was such a film buff. Marami rin siyang naalala. Like 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 Quentin Tarantino, marami rin siyang and even Martin, Martin Scorsese, they borrow a lot from other great films that they've seen no? and, and, and assembled together. Pero talagang original kasi ori, nagiging original siya because uh, nandiyan naman yung puso at yung, ano, yung sariling kwento din ng filmmaker. Yun. So all these borrowings actually are, are legit. No? I mean, ma- many filmmakers do that. <laughs> Yun. Yeah. Pero di ba Ted, uh, Oro was supposed to go to, to Cannes? During that time, oh, uh, no, no, that that's a different, no? uh, that, that's a matter for different discussion because yeah. iba ito, the politics of international film festivals, no, uh, <laughs> uh, I was at the Manila International <laughs> Film Festival. I was at the Manila, second Manila International Film Festival. Pierre Richan was there, okay. Uh, and many other international critics. And I heard I heard both sides. There were some who liked Oro. There were some who did not like Oro. And basically, the politics behind international film festivals goes something like this. No? That for certain countries, for example, like China, China Asian countries, no? and especially Philippines, no? Southeast Asia, uh, hindi pwedeng, ano, no? usually, may mga, 
yung mga festival directors and programmers, may mga manok sila eh. Unfortunately for Peke, I think nauna na si Lino. So parang, that's why even Ismael Bernal did not have an easy time ano, getting into the door because because for this, uh, shall we say, film festival people who who try to anoint, no? this is the next a great filmmaker and all that. Mga kingmakers sila eh. Meron silang kanya-kanyang uh, kandidato at ano, manok. Uh, this is how how it went. Oh, pero oh not, where did you hear that it was supposed to go to Cannes? I never heard yeah. about it. Nabanggit ni Direk yun when I go to Bacolod, nung first uh, meeting ko sa kanya sa Bacolod dati. Yeah. But I can't remember lang yung person that they wanted it to cut. So yun, hindi siya pumayag doon. It, so, it could have been Perishan. It, it could have been Perishan because he was, he was in Manila International Film Festival in 1983. In 83, yeah. Most oh. likely. Yeah, so parang sa kanya, take it or leave it. Hindi niya, ayaw niyang putulan yung film. But it was invited, ano, I think maybe because of this critic, Elliot, Elliot Stein, it was invited to Chicago International Film Festival. Yeah, Chicago, yeah. yeah. Any more th- ano thoughts, guys? Do you want, Jim, ikaw, your thoughts on, ano? Oroplata. <laughs> uh, I believe it's a masterpiece. Yung Oroplata Mata. And ang maganda kasi dito, sabay sila with Himala. Kasi for me, yung tumatak na I could say greatest film or Filipino films of all time, Himala and Oro Plata Mata. Kasama na dun yung biyaya ng lupa. And then from the opening scene pa lang, di ba na continuous shot. And then, yun nga, the burning na reminds me of Gone with the Wind until sa pinakita na yung horrors of war which kinda resembles sa Come and See. Although mas nauna yung Oro Plata Mata, talagang humanga ako na, ay, war epic itong film. Kahit mahaba siya, interesting siya, saka glued ka dun sa film eh. Saka during that time, or dun sa scene na dineclare uh, na ni Mitch Valdez na mga hapon, ramdam mo na yung tension ng film. Kahit wala pa yung talagang putukan, which happened, or yung mga barilan, which happened to the end, di ba? Maganda talaga yung pagkakagawa ng Oro Plata Mata. Ayan. Uh, Paul, may, Paul, may, do you have anything to say about Oro Plata? Uh, first of all, hindi ko siya napanood ng buo sa original niya. Kasi uh, una, may, alam ko may mga eksenang hindi mo na makita sa dilim. Mm. And at the same time, uh, I'm very lucky na nakita ko na siya ng buong 3 and a half, 3, three hour, 15 minutes sa restored version. Although, direct, I'm not sure kung ano yung nawawala sa aspect ratio ng 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 restored version no but anyway hindi ko makakalimutan tuloy yung paulit-ulit na pagsasabi ng estrella estrella habang nakatingin si Joel Torres sa sa kalangitan at parang ang ganda-ganda kasi at that time uh, well of course the characters are still young si Cherry si si Sandy Andulong and si uh, si Joel Torres uh, and it resonates hanggang do sa magic temple niya and hindi ko lang kung medyo far fetched na po no uh, the film actually is a uh, coming out of age during a time of war na may gera ka na hindi mo rin naman talaga nakikita yung kalaban mo walang yes. literal na conflict yes. walang uh, walang kalaban na hapon gumabalik uh, uh, ka ang totoong kalaban mo ay yung yung mga yung mga tulisanes yung mga mga kapwa Pilipino uh, din yes mga kapwa no? 
So parang yung Magic Temple, uh, years later na parang, eto, meron ko tatlong bata ulit na coming out of uh, age din yung kwento. Na ang ganda-ganda. They're all looking uh, at the sky, pero nasa ground lang pala lahat kung magiging sagot sa problema nila. Na ang ganda-ganda na gera ito, pero tukol pa rin sa kabataan. Ano, Rafi and Louie, meron ba kayong gustong i-share regarding Oro Plata? Before we go to our last segment. Si Rafi muna, sige. Oh, Rafi, Rafi. Perfect. Um, may isang parte ng pelikula na talagang until now, hinding-hindi ko makakasinabi um, ito ng isa sa mga karakter. At I'm sure, and I can attest also for many of my friends who have seen it, and uh, for many other people who have seen the film. And the line is, naging hayop ng lahat sa atin. <laughs> Ang digmahang ito, ginawang hayop tayong lahat. And it its message reflects the current status of our society. It was a reflection of the society at the time. It was a reflection of our history. Um, and for me, kapag nakikita natin ang kasaysayan, naaalala natin kung ano yung mga hirap na dinanas ng mga Pinoy, lahat ng mga tunggalian na kinailangan nilang, ano, kinailangan nilang harapin, tunggalian um, sa... Uh, mga banyaga sa mga dayuhan, tunggalian sa kapwa Pilipino at siyempre ang tunggalian sa sarili. Um, tama si ano si si Kuya Paul nung sinabi niya kanya na um, Oro Plata is a coming of age. It's a coming of age war film for me kasi tawag dito. Nakita natin kung paano nagbago yung mga karakter eh. Nakita natin kung paano hinubog ng kasaysayan, kung paano hinubog ng gyera, kung paano hinubog ng panahon ang kanilang mga katauhan, kung paano nagbago si Miguel, kung paano nagbago si Trining, kung paano nag-iba ang kanilang perspektibo ng buhay. Dahil yun sa gyera, dahil yun sa pag-aalipusta, dahil yun sa lahat ng mga dinanas nila. And every for me, I am very picky with war films eh. Kasi parang pakiram... I, I can't stand war films not because um, hindi ako fan but because whenever I look at a war film or whenever I see a war film I always remember the pain and suffering every single people had been in it had experienced at the time. And you can only you can only feel it so much when you see it on the screen. What if you were in that time, paano kung nandun ka sa panahon na yun at naramdaman mo yung naramdaman mo. So, ngayon, nasa isang panahon tayo kung saan meron tayong uh, digmaan na hinaharap, isang digmaan na tahimik, isang digmaan na hindi nakikita ng mga mata natin. And, Oro Plata Mata, when I recently saw it, yung restored sa... Yeah, sorry. It's a film that is both timely and timeless at the same time. And what what I love about the film is that it will oh it will always be a reflection, and it will always be a film about and for the Filipino people. Kakaunti lang. Wala ako masadong alam na pelikula ng Pilipino na nagdepict ng war as well as Oro Plata Mata. Um, for me, dalawa lang yung talagang nahaalala kong pelikula na, uh, na nag-reflect ng Filipino war films, na Filipino wars perfectly. Um, yung una is yung tatlong taong walang Diyos ni Mario O'Hara. 
played wonderfully by Nora Honor. And for the Leon. And Bembol Rocco. And then dun si Peke. Artista siya dun. Mm-mm. Siya, Peke Galiaga. <laughs> siya yung mistisong, ano, friend ni... Confident. Mm-hmm. Oh, Confident. Christopher De Leon. Christopher De Leon. Oh, siya pala yung... Okay. Now you know. <laughs> Charot lang. And yun, yung pangalawa is yung Oro Plata Mata. Um, siguro, um, tawag dito, kung napanood ko siya sa sinehan, um, the way na na narinig ko yung testimonials ni na ni na Sir Onat, ni na Sir Teddy, I'm sure na I would have the same harrowing experience that they've had before. And I feel like it's a necessity for every single Filipino to see Oro Plata Plata because kailangan nating makita, kailangan nating maramdaman kung ano yung hirap na naranasan ng bawat Pilipino. Kailangan nating maalala, maalalahanan ang lahat ng hirap na, kinila, na kinilangan nating harapin para mapunta tayo sa isang panahon na naghihirap pa rin tayo. Kumbaga, ganito, ganito tayo noon. Ginawa pa rin tayo. Ginawang film title. <laughs> title drop. <laughs> yung ano doon diba? Production. Parte ng production. Ano? Uh, Raf, ah, Raffi tuloy. Louis, uh, your thoughts on Oro Plata Mata? Okay. Uh, I'll come clean. Uh, first time ko siya napanood ever nung Wednesday sa Cinema One. Okay. And I'll never forget how captivated I was by its uh, opening minutes. Uh, it'll need further assessment from me kasi medyo unfocused yung viewing ko nun. Pero ang nag-stand out sa akin, how the three acts are all different from one another, yet still the same. Mm. Parang retain dun yung humanity nila. While at the same time, nagde-devolve. Nag-evolve at the same time, nagde-devolve. Yun, para, para paradoxical eh, no? Paradox. Oo, paradoxical. Ang galing. Yeah. I love the screenplay then and the direction, of course. <laughs> Masterful. So, but... So, ano, um, we're quickly coming to an end for our uh, episode. Um, thank you. Thank you so much, everyone. Direct Lori, Ma'am Jo, yeah. Sir Teddy, Sir Onat. Super thank, thank you, you for joining us. Thank you. So, so, thank you. So, you are welcome to visit us anytime. Chika-chika lang tayo about movies. Ganun. <laughs> sure, sure. Thanks for inviting us. Sarap yung kausap. Gusto ko pa yung makilala at makausap live. Ano yung Sir Teddy? Ay, sorry. Hindi, kasi hindi masyado nakapag-usapan eh. Yung isang malaking advocacies ni Direct Peke was regional cinema. Oh yes, definitely. In fact, he was one of the pillars. The first two editions of Cinema Region which were held in the CCP. He was there. He he lent his his their foundation Negros Crossing Negros Cultural Foundation to be the uh, conduit and proponent for the project. No? Yes. And he was there. He was there. He uh, he attended and he he held court during uh, and he met all the filmmakers. Uh, and I think wow. three of the subsequent cinema reunions he also attended. And he's given talks in Davao in Cebu aside from in Bacolod of course. No. Iloilo. Iloilo. Oh, in Baguio. Oh, in Baguio. If if uh, cine- if regional cinema is flourishing and is growing, 
Uh, Peke Galiaga is you know, one reason. He, he's inspired so many filmmakers, not just in Metro Manila, but all over the Philippines. Yes. Yeah. In fact, the last movie he co-directed with Direct Lori was a short film, was a short film in Ilonggo called Tabang, which means help. It was entirely shot in Bacolod and it was shown in Cinema Region. That was the last film he directed. Yung short film na yun. It was a horror. Horror yeah. short film. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, actually, yan ang hindi ninyo alam. May, Peke made at least six short films. No? Yeah. One of them is a documentary on Botang Francisco, 40 Minutes. It's available at the Ayala Museum website, no? About Botang. And the earliest the short, film museum. Even before he made Oro Plata Mata, he already directed a short film in 1968 called Up, Up and Away, starring Ben Cobb. Yes. No. Uh, Thank you for the information, Sir Teddy. <laughs> right, next time we can know. He's made about six short films. He even made one uh, video art installation shot on three screens in 2003, which was presented at the art fair. Yeah. Could I ask for the names of the short films para pwede nating ilagay sa ano? Sa description nitong... Sa description nitong episode. And uh, where we can find them din. Yeah, okay. Uh, Third World Cinema Club. Ano na? Punta na tayo sa, I guess, um, uh, final thoughts. Just uh, umpisa muna tayo sa atin, yung mga Third World Cinema Club. A few short words about um, what direct peke meant to you and uh, if how he influenced your life. Yan. Tapos, uh, each one of the guests, so si Sir Teddy, Sir Onat, si Ma'am Jo, tapos hulihin natin si Direct Lori Reyes. Sa, ano, just a few words about direct peke. So, ako, I guess ako muna. Start muna sa akin. Ayan. Uh, ako, I've been writing about films for 15 years na. 15 years na yung vlog ko. And uh, one of the first Filipino, fi the f actually the first Filipino film I reviewed on my blog was Direct Peque's Pinoy Blonde. So, that, dati, pal dati palang, he, he was the kind of director to me who would, ano eh, who would, who would make something na hindi ko ina-expect, something out of the blue. Na he, he used genre or, and his parang filmmaking, parang mastery. To, to make something, ano eh, to make magic. Na sa akin kasi nung una ko nakita si Direk Peke, parang, uy, mukha siyang wizard. Pero parang in a way, mukha ta talagang wizard siya eh. Parang movie wizard siya. He, he made magic with his movies. So, yun, he, he, although, yun nga, maraming napakagaling na Filipino directors, he's one of the Filipino directors that uh, influenced a lot kung ano yung mga pinanood ko for the subsequent 15 years na pagsusulat ko. And ayun, yung pagka-form nung aking vlog. Yun lang. Sino gustong sumunod, guys, sa Third World Cinema Club? Ayan, Paul, Paul. Uh, si Direct Peke Galiaga yung isa sa mga natatakot akong panoorin. Even at my age, isa siya yung gusto kong huli kong papanoorin. Uh, there's this fear kasi baka hindi ko ma-gets, hindi ko ma-maintindihan -ma agad yung gusto niyang sabihin. Kasi alam ko, rolling epic. Oro Plata Mata, alam ko agad na ang grande siya. No? Uh, at the same time, pati yung kanyang mga pambata na films, uh, hindi ko gets yung sarili kong bakit hindi ko siya papanoorin agad. 
uh, there's always this fear kasi alam ko importante siya. So, ganun kalaki si Pekka Galiaga for for me as a nagsusulat uh, ako sa, sa film. So, parang napakagaling niya. Ses, uh, ikaw naman, your your thoughts. Um, isang, siguro yung masashare kong experience na katulad nung kaila Sir Tebi and Sir Onats um, about Peke Gal, or na, nung dun sa experience nila sa Oro Plata Mata was after no screening, nakita ko sa parking lot si Joel Torre, tapos na, napatitingin lang ko sa, tapos hindi ko alam kung anong gagawin, kasi parang alam mo yun, parang, para sa akin, isang influence dun si Direct Peke, kasi hindi mo makikilala yung mga actors like sila Sherry Hill, sila Joel Torre, kahit nga yung tatlong bata sa Magic Kingdom, hindi mo sila, Magic Temple, hindi mo sila makikilala if you weren't for Detect Peke. So, I believe in his power of making everyone collaborative. Um, kagaya po nung sinare nyo kanina, um, direct uh, Lori and direct uh, Joe, napakagandang marinig from behind the scenes na ganun siya ka, ganun ka-powerful yung effect niya on the crew para maganda yung result. So, in turn, um, for me as a film viewer, as a film writer, I think nakita ko rin siya sa isang um, si, sa isang run ng Cinema Region. At natakot talaga akong lapitan siya kasi sabi ko parang hindi hindi ko alam kung kaya ko siyang kausapin. Wait lang. Ayun. So hindi ko po alam kung kaya ko siyang kausapin ng diretsyo. Pero he really had a huge impact na nga, ang galing kasi na-cover niya lahat ng genres from children's films to horror to erotic to war films. So, napakalaki ng contribution niya and there's really no one like it. Jim, your thoughts on Direct Peke? Um, ako kasi si Direct Peke, isa rin siya sa favorite kong Filipino film directors. no, Alongside Lino Broca, Ismael Bernal, ganun. And tulad ng sinabi ni Cez or ni Princess, napaka-diverse nung ano, genre nung films niya. No? Uh, starting from a war epic, Oro Plata Mata, Uh, erotic dramas like Scorpion Nights, Virgin Forest, horror film um, Shake, Rattle, and Roll, um, Aswang, Chanak, Sa Piling ng Aswang, and uh, child-friendly adventure films like Magic Temple and Magic Kingdom. So, grabe. As in, napakagaling niyang director kasi hindi siya yung nakahun lang sa isang genre. Saka iba yung experience watching his films. Kasi before ako yung maging film reviewer, film enthusiast muna ako. So, nung una na mapanood mo yung pelikula niya, kasi bata, Magic Temple, and then high school, college, ayan na yung mga Scorpion Nights, diba? and Oro Plata Mata. Uh, talagang amaze ako dun sa filmmaking niya. Ayun. Uh, Rafi, ikaw naman, your thoughts on Directek? Ayun, testimonial to very, very slight. Um, nung college ako, yung talagang first time na nag-fory ako sa ano, pag-discover ng Filipino films. And at the same time, yun yung first time na talagang nag-try ako mag-dig deep sa mga iba't iba pang klase ng pelikula beyond sa mga nakikita natin sa, t- uh, sa mga TV at sa mga movie screen. Um, Naka, nag-aaral po kasi ako dati sa PNU, sa Philippine Normal University, which is malapit sa Luneta, malapit sa Adamson. At nung um, sometime in 2015 or 2016, uh, may isang maliit na teatro doon na Pinayo. Uh, and uh, it's become a home to me. 
a second home kasi doon ako madalas araw-araw. Doon lang ako tumatambay, doon sa library doon, which is yung Cinematech Center, Manila. Um, isa sa mga unang napanood ko po doon sa, ano, doon sa Cinematech is yung tambala ni, ano, ni Direk Peke at saka ni Direk Lore na Sonata, which is kasama si Carlo Halandoni at kasama si Sherry, si Sherry Hill. And at the time, napanood ko na yung, ano, yung Sunset Boulevard. And for me, um, I consider Sonata as like um, a Filipino film equivalent of Sunset Boulevard in the sense na si Sherry Hill um, very much portrayed the sensibilities of Norma Desmond. And I remember, yan yung, yan yung unang pelikula na napanood ko sa Cinematech na talagang iyak ako ng iyak. And I, I remember it vividly. Naka-uniform pa ako nung pinapanood ko. And I was just in awe and I was just crying the whole time I saw it. Um, and after nun, napanood ko na yung Oro Plata Mata, panood ko yung Scorpion Nights, um, Virgin Forest. Then I realized na Peke Galiaga is one of the most talented genre directors that I have ever seen. Hindi hindi lang siya na, hindi siya nakakahon sa isang box or sa isang lugar kung saan um nadidikta ang kanyang mga ideya ang kanyang uh, mga, lahat naman nasa isip niya sa apat na corner. Hindi lahat 'yon kaya niyang kaya niyang i-express yung mga ideas and thoughts niya in a way na makaka-capture yung attention mo with with a, an a war epic like Oro Plata Mata which is a seminal classic to something very erotic and passionate but still remains to be a, a reflection of um uh the Philippine society at the time like Scorpion Nights to some to a fantasy film that can capture children and children at heart like Magic Temple. Peke Galiaga is, um, without a doubt and no question in mind, one of the most important directors in Philippine cinema. Agree. And, and wala na akong ibang masabi. Yun lang po talaga. <laughs> and last but uh, not least for Third World Cinema Club, ah, syempre yung guests pa natin. Uh, Louis, uh, your thoughts on Direct Peke? Si Direct Peke, I have to say, ano, yun nga, ngayon ko lang na-discover yung mga words niya and somehow sa akin may, may regret kasi di ba kayo kinalakayan yung Magic Temple yung mga films niya parang na-miss na out ko na rin yung mga yun pero ngayon uh, nagkaroon ako ng drive para i-explore yung films niya uh, ngayon nasabi niya na he's a masterful genre filmmaker and doon napanood ko Oro Plata Mata grabe, proof talaga yun sterling proof yun na isa siya sa pinakamagaling na Filipino filmmakers we've ever had we've ever the play you've ever had the pleasure to uh, have. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I, I don't know if I'm making sense right now, pero ayun. <laughs> Tapos, ayun nga, sobrang captivated ako sa Oro Plata Mata na he's able to strike in you a sense of uh, a sense of wonder, a sense of fear, a sense of dread. Basta halo-halo yung emotions. And I'm sure na mararamdaman ko yun sa mga other films na napapanoorin ko in the coming days. Yun lang naman. He will be missed talaga kasi He's truly a master. Sobrang laki ng contributions niya sa Philippine cinema. Ayun lang naman po. Ayun. So, um, our four guests, uh, Sir Teddy, uh, your, ano, any any final thoughts on, ano, direct take? Okay. Uh, final thoughts. Uh, brief lang, no? Um, 
actually, I, I have so many things to say, but of course I will check. There's no doubt about the the great talent of, and skill and, and genius of Peke Gilyagi as a filmmaker, you know. But but you know, it, his his career was also prolonged. Remember, he had an, a heart attack in 1984, 85. I think uh, I'd like to thank you know Lori Reyes and Joe Macasa because without the two of you, baka, you know we might have lost Peke much earlier. No, pa yung career niya for another what? Another generation, no? And oh, yes. That's why we are the richer for it, no? Ang dami pang nagawang films, and then, you know, mga advocacies niya. And I got to be together with him the three and a half years I was with him in the cinema committee at NCCA. Dami kong natuto sa kanya. And, and I can say that as a human being, he's one of the most generous persons I've known. No? Uh, like, for example, when I first visited Bacolod in 2006 as, as one of his guests, uh, cinema... Sa Piaya Film Festival, no? Uh, after that, he, ano, pinatour niya ako dyan sa, ano, yung, yung bahay dyan sa, ano, Oro Plata Mata, yung mansion, ng Gaston. Gaston Mansion. Yeah. Gaston Mansion, and then he also brought me to uh, Victoria's uh, Sugar Filling. And then where I saw the, the, the painting of the Church of the Angry Christ. No? Oh my God, that was really unforgettable. And, uh, that that shows how you know what a what a generous and great human being he he he, he was, no. Uh, so I can never forget that. Yun lang. And and yung treatment niya sa iyo, wala. Hindi na tinitingnan kung mayaman ka, mahirap ka o mas mataas siya sa iyo o mas mababa. He treats everybody equally, no, with respect. Kinakausap niya lahat. Uh, and I'm sure, no. And I'm so privileged to have known Peke. What a great man. We lost such a but but we'll never forget him. No. Thank you, Peke. Yeah. Uh sir Onat, your Anupa. Yes, she yeah. Direct Peke is really a visionary, you know. Saka he covers all the types of films, no lahat halos from action uh, action, may comedy, and then may adult and fantasy horror. So I think now, one thing more, I kept on defending him also sa mga friends ko. Kasi they say when he partnered with Derek Lorry, parang nag-jive yung films niya, which is actually hindi naman ganun kaano. Kasi there was still yung mediocrity, wala pa rin sa vocabulary nila yun eh. Nahandun pa rin yung, there's a kind of uh, visual touch. Pagka pinapanood mo ngayon yung lahat, yung mga pelikula nila, no? So, I may say, kung hindi maabot ng isang crowd, yung isang Peke Galiaga, there was Lori Reyes also. So parang nagbabalance yun. So in a way, nag-reach sila ng audience, mas lumawak pa yung sa team up nila. So si Derek uh, left us siguro some of the best legacies in Philippine cinema, no? like Oro, and then uh, Virgin Forest, Scorpio Nights, and the Shake, Rattle, and Roll series. And he mentioned it to me before na yung uh, actually parang trilogy na rin yung Oro Plata Mata, Virgin Forest and uh, Isang Araw Walang Diyos or yung Wakwak nila ni Derek Lorry. So parang ito sa sort of uh, war trilogy yung tatlo na yun. Which yung tatlo na yun, pagka pinanood mo rin ngayon, ano, uh, still very very relevant. So nandun yung timeless ng mga films niya. Saka parang yun, like what I said earlier, no, nandun yung legacy. 
na iniwan niya, no? parang parang sa akin mahirap na rin ma-achieve yung ganung level, no? So parang so when he died, parang part of my love for Philippine cinema died then yung half. Kasi actually I grew up with all his films then, ano, from the 80s. So that's what I can say about Direct Peke. Saka one thing more nung last na conversation namin actually, ano, parang hindi ko alam, parang sort of premonition na rin, ano, when I told him na Sabi ko, direct. Yeah. Ano, may, may plans na i-restored yung shake, yung first, sabi ko, kayo na lang yung natitirang filmmaker doon. Kaya ako, sabi ko sa kanya, sabi niya, o not, ha? Ano muna lang, ihabilin muna lang kay Lori. Sabi niya, gano'n. Hindi ko alam na parang, ano na pala yun, parang sort of premonition na, no? Pero hindi ko na mainisip na gano'n. Masa yun yung huling ano niya na kung matutuloy yung restoration, let Direct Lori supervise it. Yun ang isang hindi ko malimutan din sa kanya. So pagka naiisip ko, parang naiiyak din ako. Ano? So yun. And si Direct uh, generous din. Ano? Hindi rin siya, kumbaga, parang akala mo he's very snobbish pero all people all walks of life he can relate then so ganun siya so i think talagang mamimiss siya ng gusto sa sa mga friends niya other family niya and all those he has given his talent sa ano philippine cinema yeah yeah thank you sir onat uh, ma'am jo kayo naman po um when you when you work with direct peke Kahit matagal na kayong magkasama. Ako, I've been with them for like 25 years and 25-26 years. And when you, kahit matagal na kayong magkasama, the knowledge and the learning are endless. Hindi, you will never stop learning from him. Every project, there's something new. There's something fresh na binibigay niya na, na input na talagang you'll, you'll be in awe. When we were doing sa piling ng aswang, pinagtatawanan ako ni Maricel Soriano kasi every time nasa set na and it's blocking and he's directing, laging sinasabi ni Maricel, oh, ayan ka na naman, nakanganga ka na naman. Sino ka ganun talaga ako, nakanganga talaga ako. Talagang, you really pay attention kasi every time he directs, talagang, uh, talagang nasusurprise ka. Yung, yung ano, galing, naisip niya yung Ang ganda, ang galing, ganyan. Talagang yung BNO. And another thing that I will miss about him is doing pre-prods with him. Ibang klase siya mag-pre-prod. Yung pre-production, that's his favorite part eh, pre-production. Yung preparation, that's why he hates it, yung mga madali ang project. Yung, you know, Sonata, we shot April of 2013. December pa lang pinipreprod na namin. Ganun siya magpreprod lahat. And then pinupuntahan niya lahat, photo shoot, uh, printing, printing of the materials, pinitignan niya, pinag-aaralan niya yung mga kanta, lahat ng songs, playlists, he creates them talagang, and he collaborates with everybody involved in the set. Wala, sabi nga, somebody mentioned, wala siyang pinipiling tao. Every opinion, every suggestion counts. Kahit sino ka pa sa set, 
mapakinggan ka niya. Of course, hindi naman niya la- eh, pero of course, he, he, he has this decision to say na, no, that will not work. Well, maybe we'll try, but let's see. But that's not the direction we want. Pero pagtumpak, thank you. That's a good idea. Gaganon talaga siya. Whoever you are, doesn't matter who you are, pero kapag you give him something substantial talaga to use, talagang he will acknowledge you, will credit you, ganun siya. Um, he knows how to point out small victories even. Kinuha mo siya, nagtimpla ka ng napakasarap na Milo. Talagang announce niya yon for everyone to hear. This guy here, he makes the best Milo. Ganun siyang klaseng tao. Napaka, parang ano siya, is larger than life. Kaya ang hirap niyang kalimutan eh. And siguro, one of the things that I learned from him that I will never ever forget also in my work is he treated everyone like artists. And that's what he always emphasized. We are all artists here. Even when he talks to mga bit players, hindi ka extra. Hindi ka dito kapitbahay lang with outlines. Hindi. We are all artists here. Kaya kayo nakukuna ng camera kasi importante kayo. Ganun siya. And like what he always said in our workshop, as artists, we all must learn how to play. And sabi niya, when I say play, hindi play na, ah, laro-laro lang pala to. So, ano to? Walang kwenta tong ginagawa natin. No, when you play, di ba when you play with, sabi nga niya, this is all him talking, I'm just quoting him na, when you play with your video games, you play and you're willing to kill and die for your character when you're doing RPG games, di ba? And that's, playing is serious. And that when you play, you put your heart and your soul in what you do. And in effect, you enjoy and love what you're doing. And yun ang natutunan ko sa kanya na kaya kahit, kaya hit na hit niya yung term na racket, yung pahina man ng racket, pag narinig niya yan, aawahin ka talaga niya yung racket? Trabaho ko, racket mo lang? No way! Ganun, ganun talaga siya. Kaya hit na hit niya yung term na racket. And that, that's why kami din, we never use the term kasi sa kanya walang racket. And you know, every day, I don't know, the, ang daming new normal. Itong, yan, the way we talk now, nag-zoom tayo. Okay. Lahat ng mga pagkain natin, dinideliver na lang. And another new normal na kailangan nami adjust now is doing projects without him. And that's the hardest new normal for us, ni eh, Direct Lord. Yan. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Ma'am Jo. Um, so finally, Direct Lori, um, uh, your final thoughts or your thoughts on Direct Peke or what he meant to you. Um, <clears throat> yung sinabi ni Teddy ko, si Teddy was really spot on. One of the greatest traits of Peke talaga as a person is that's what you remember him for, this generosity. Ano eh, meron siyang, he has this generosity of spirit that translated into his being a very good collaborator. You know? Kaya, kaya lagi siyang may, 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 his first film, he had a co-director. Magaling siya mag-collaborate with, with his musical director, with his script writer, uh, with this actor, 
He allows them to grow. He allows them to improvise. Yung hindi siya control freak at all. He's the total opposite of a control freak. Um, yun nga eh, nag-translate yung generosity of spirit niya into he became a very good collaborator because of that. Yung pinanggit nga ni Joe, one of the most exhilarating experiences you can have doing a Galyaga film, Galyaga Reyes film for that matter, is the script reading, which in, in a new institution ni Peke na, no matter how long it takes, we are going to read this script line by line, no matter how long it takes. And papasahin nyo. Tapos pagdating dun sa part na merong, that, that has to say, the, the, that refers to something about production design, sabi niya, oh, uh, production designer, uh, for example, when we, we were doing this in Gangland, Bradley, that, that was the, uh, our American production designer, Bradley, uh, uh, what do you see them wearing? Ganyan, ayayop siya sa collaborator, he really gives you a feeling that you have something to con contribute. Uh, grabe yung respeto niya talaga sa, sa mga, mga independent disciplines, sa mga, sa mga expertise ng mga tao. Grabe yung respeto niya. Ramdam na ramdam mo, walang, walang pagka-plastic. So, yun. That's why, yun ang talagang isang natutunan ko sa kanya. Na... I, I learned to be a good collaborator too. Uh, basically because of him. Um, tapos yun. Yun nga, binanggit din ni Joe eh. Um, ang galing niya doon, praising people in public. It gives them such a boost. At the same time, ramdam na, ramdam na ramdam mo na walang kaplastikan yung ginagawa ni Peke na announcing that you did this thing. And you were really good at it. And he wants everybody to know that you were really good at something that you did a while ago. Uh, that, small things like that have inspired a lot of people. So, yun, may mga director na naging director dahil kay Direct Peke, at siguro marami pang uusbong dyan eh, sa mga mas batang, mas batang naging estudyante namin, naging estudyante ni Peke, na I'm sure merong marami nakasagap dyan ng mga tamang, ng mga tamang lessons na sana maging mga, mga aktibo silang miyembro ng industriya natin sa future, mga director, mga manunulat, uh, para ay, hindi naman mamamatay yung memory ni Peke uh, forever. Uh, tapos yun, totoo yun, sinabi ni, ano, yan ang lecture, yan ang speech ni Peke sa mga, pag meron kayong crowd of 100, na ano, oh, hindi kayong mga extra dito. Siyempre, hirap na hirap si Peke magtagalog, no? but he will really try. Hindi kayo, walang extra dito. Lahat tayo artista. Pag isa, hindi alam yung ginagawa, mali yung ginagawa, sira yung buong eksena. 
it takes only one guy to destroy the scene. So, isipin nyo, hindi kayo extra dito. Hindi kayo crowd. Artista tayong lahat. Yan, yan ang uh, hindi ko hindi ko hindi mo makakalimutan uh, tungkol kay Peke. So, yun. Sana maraming magtuloy ng kanyang tradition na of, of being that generous as a person and that kind of generosity as an artist na walang pinagdadamot na all the time naghahanap ng opportunity para makapagturo para makapag uh, you know ano yan eh meron talagang mga tao na ganun eh na nagiging kahit mga simpleng moments simpleng mga pangyayari sa shooting or sa pre-prod ginagawa nilang opportunity for learning para sa mga taong nakapaligid sa kanila kaya napakarami mong matututunan kay Peke ako ano ilang taong ko nang kasama si Peke Araw-araw may natututunan pa rin ako sa kanya hanggang nawala na lang siya, siyempre. Pero ganun klaseng tao siya. So, yun. Uh, it's time forever. Thank you with me forever. Yeah. Thank you so much, Direct Lori. Uh, and also our guests for joining us once. Uh, ayun. <laughs> sa ulitin po, hopefully in, ano, in happier circumstances, of course. Pero here we are, we're celebrating naman um, Direct's oh, work. We're and, celebrating a man's life. Yes, exactly. So, yun. A toast, a toast to, ano, to Direct. A toast to Direct Peke. A toast. Anang ni Sorban. Legend. I request for uh, applause from everybody for Peke's yes. uh, passing yes. through and making the world a better place. Thank you, baby. Thank you. So guys, uh, thank you so much again. Thank you, thank you. Super. thank you very much. Thank you very much. Kung, kung may projects kayo, no, don't hesitate to you know call us. <laughs> may mga projects kayo. Pag makakapasok na ulit ng sinehan, let's all see each other at the, yes. the Magic Land screening. Yes. Sure. yes, definitely. We should all be there. Kita kits po tayo. Marami pong nag-comment pala sa video. If I can just say, uh, they just said, hello, Doc, uh, Direct uh, Lori Reyes and Direct Joe, na-miss po namin kayo. From Junel Navarro Hernando, Erickson oh, de la Cruz. Sambag! Yes. And Manz Alimon also said hello. Okay. Tapos mga lima po yung nagsabi, nakamukha ko daw si Ana Larusea. So thank you. <laughs> Hindi po ako si Ana Narosea. Thank you. Ayun, tapos. So, marami naman tayong viewers. So, thank you for joining. Kamag-anak mo ba yung lima? 
Actually po, 10 lang yung listeners namin. So, 15 na sila dahil sa mga kamag-anak. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Thank you po. Thank you, Rene po. Thank you, po. Thank you very much po. Salamat po. Salamat po. Thank you, Rene. Thank you po. 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 Thank you po.